Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I am your host, Peter. On today's episode, joining me with Pat and Miles, we will be discussing the recently concluded, I'm going to put in quotations, concluded uh, seasonal anime of Wonder Egg Priority. This was a show that caught me completely off guard. I loved every second of it, and I thought it would be a really good episode to talk about instead of just in the review as an entire episode because there are a lot of themes, a lot of discussion points that we could talk about. and. Yeah, so that's the whole point of this episode of the podcast. So we're going to be talking about the themes of like suicide that's brought into this story a lot. The themes of living your life and being who you are. So I want to get people's first impressions because we had some like pre-banter talk and some questions about it. So Pat, let me start with you. Tell me your first impressions on Wonder Egg Priority and just like your overall thought or your like feelings on the show. Uh, yeah, so I first started hearing about this show first couple weeks of the season and everyone was like this is really good it's really good it's really good and i my list was too long already so i was like i'll put it off i'll maybe i'll touch it eventually i'll get to it whatever and uh i got to it today and uh i i was blown away i i'm glad i finally watched it um and uh and i'd say my first impressions were like wow this is like anime of the year like it's a front runner like i i love this this is fantastic it, it it tackles tough issues and uh has such lovable characters that are relatable and and feel real in such a in such a like unreal world they they manage to feel really real um but uh i guess uh i have some frustrations with it uh that that we'll get to uh, so yeah, I guess that's that's all I got. Absolutely, and then the Maha show bro himself, Miles. Miles, tell me your like initial thoughts and your feelings on the show. Yeah, so uh, you quickly pegged me as someone who would like the show. I did, um, given given my taste. So uh, once I finished reading all seven thousand eight hundred and forty three hours of Yumaneko, I <laughs> hopped r- right on uh to wonder egg and uh you know i i very much enjoyed it right away um i sort of have like a uh, i guess like an inverse opinion from that where i thought it was like very solid uh as as it started and then as it went on um you know i tend to like sort of abstract bullshit so um once it started like getting a little weird i was like let's fucking go you know (laughs) time to buckle up um you know, but but the entire time I really liked it. I I very much enjoyed all of the characters. The color is like very vibrant, which is fun. I don't really don't like that whole like super saturated sort of thing. I like more flat sort of colors, but I thought they did a good job with it. Um, and I I really just liked the the dynamic of the group. Um, I thought that was just like the best part of the show. I think the char- the characters definitely carry the show. I. Don't think if somebody p- told me who their best girl was, which we will be getting to later on in the episode, I don't oh, think gosh. there's a I don't think there's a wrong episode or wrong answer unless it's Frill. So Frill's I think dope. Frill is cool, but we're talking best girl here. Um, maybe- I mean, I, one, I think there is exactly one correct answer to this, and two, it, it, Frill <laughs> is just as fine with me as like i don't know momo or something okay that's, <laughs> that's we'll we'll get to that because frill yeah. will definitely be brought up but first i wanted to start out with the underlying themes and we definitely see them in the first episode and that is suicide especially with females and um just like how it relates to i know this is like kind of made because of the culture in japan where suicide is like extremely high 
And the differences between the suicide between females and males is kind of referenced in the story. I believe Akka says something about how the suicides between females are different from those of males. Maybe it's Ura-Akka. It's one of the two. But they reference it in the episode where um, I is like searching around. And... Uh, yes, I can tell you the exact quote It's okay. uh, if you want me to. Um, yes, please. It, uh, so it's that. Uh, female suicides are emotion or emotionally driven. Uh, male suicides tend to be goal driven, uh, which essentially, to to sum it up, would be like, oh, well, men kill themselves because they don't get the job they want, or they their their wife leaves them, or or, or they feel like their family is falling apart. Something versus women would kill themselves over uh, things that like you know being turned down uh, or not having friends being, you know, it just uh, that again, that's a very, uh, it's almost like, it's a very scientific answer to a not scientific thing. It's like a, you, you know, uh, but that was there, the analogy that they used at least, which, uh, you definitely see the themes or yeah. the, uh, that throughout the show. Let me pose this question to both of you and, uh, miles, how about you start here? How did you feel about like the anime representation of them, like turning this suicide type of theme into anime because i felt like to me it was a really unique idea but i feel like it might resonate differently for different people yeah uh, so you know i think that uh, i I think they did a good job you know i i've never personally had like you know struggles with this sort of thing um you know with the whole suicide thing i know it's like a very sort of common problem and it can be you know emotional and heavy for people who have struggled that or people who's who've been like affected by it in their lives. You know, I, I am fortunate enough that, you know, I, I really haven't been touched by it in any sort of way. Um, but what I did think was nice about it was uh, there was a very large amount of compassion, you know, for the victims um, of suicide. And they were treated like that, like as, you know, victims of a bad circumstance of a issue, as opposed to um, blame being pinned on them, you know, um, you know, specifically. So, I, I mean, I thought they did a really good job. I think we still have some questions that'll be answered as we go on about exactly why and how the eggs work and, like, all of that. But, you know, and, like, why why suicides, you know? Um, because we sort of see two different, uh, I guess, end results for the girls who kill themselves um, where you have, you know, some of them are turned into statues and then some of them are put into these eggs where they are able to like confront what they couldn't face in their, in their life, you know? Um, so they're like given that opportunity uh, to do it, it. It's, I'm pretty intrigued by it, but I think they did a pretty good job. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That was actually, I really liked your take on it. Pat, how about you? Okay, uh, yeah. So I, I enjoyed the the dialogue that the uh I, I think that that's how they they best showed the uh the effects of suicide or just depression in general too on uh the young women that were that were the ones that did kill themselves or whatever that were coming out of the eggs right like they were uh like miles said the way they they confronted their issues or or address them. I, I liked that. I, I did. And I also liked that it wasn't just, oh, we confronted our issues. We saved the day. Now I'm not dead. Now I'm not, you know, now I'm, I'm alive again. Like, no, it was, they, they were still dead, but they at least 
had closure, they had resolution in their lives, um, which of course must have taken a toll heavily on the main characters as well. That that was something that I was thinking about that the, you know, they especially uh, someone like Momo it was, <laughs> funnily enough, was being told, "Oh man, I, I like you a lot" by like everyone that she <laughs> saved, but yeah. um, you know that that has to have a mental uh, mental strain on you, and I I thought that they they showed that extremely well with that. Yeah, so again, like not only just the, the, yeah, the poor children who actually killed themselves, but then also the people who were stuck trying to help them and guide them to whatever you want to say, you know, to, to safety, to, to freedom, to, uh, I don't know, retribution. I, I, I don't even know what to, what to say, like, you know, that, that's their, um, it, they, they, they did a good job of showing that, that struggle. And uh, and then that eventual uh, release, if that makes sense. No, uh, yeah, for sure. It's like the the moving on aspect of, uh, I mean, the underlying theme of somebody dying type of thing. I know we just talked, we just did the Violet Evergarden podcast, so and uh, it was it's it's very brutal, similar. This is brutal twenty four hours. Brutal twenty four hours, but like this is just like a different <laughs> take on, on that as well because this is more. It felt like a more of like a release, I guess. Um, like the weight off your back type of thing. I felt like that it came off really well when these people felt like they can breathe again. And I guess that was like our initial thought, first initial thoughts on the themes of suicide, but there's also a whole bunch of other things that go into this story. And I think the leading factor is the casting characters. We have a huge range of characters um, with our four main girls, the two scientists or whatever you want to call them, Akka and Ura Akka the supporting cast with the people inside the eggs, and then essentially our main antagonist in Frill. So we have a lot of people. We have a lot of people in this cast. So I guess let's, let's talk about um, how you felt about like this, this law, this large range of cast, how you felt about like a specific character that you resonated to, whether it's like Frill being like an amazing antagonist. If you do view her that way, how you view Akka and Ura Akka, whether they are these, brilliant scientists or are they these like manipulators so miles how about your thoughts on like just the cast and maybe someone that you resonated with sure so i i want to this is like i guess i don't i don't know if i'm you know doing some like nitpicking here or whatnot but like i guess i don't think i would necessarily consider frill the main antagonist right so what we know is that ultimately this is a they're fighting against like what they call Thanatos, right? Thanatos is a Greek god, I believe. The Greek god um, of death, yep. Yeah, so he of specifically nonviolent death, I believe. Um, per my googling, I don't know mm-hmm. how big the distinction was. Um, and that there is this often alluded to in the show, like pool of death. The idea of, I guess, the relief of death of unburdening yourself through temptation, right yeah like the temptation i believe is what they say of yes. death like the, the fact that like you know the, these poor girls lives are very difficult they have you know a lot of things that are going on everyone who's been adolescent is definitely felt confused about this and that it's a very hard time in you know many people's lives um and they are you know trying to get past that and i think frill is someone who you know, while definitely antagonistic, as you, it is uh, heavily insinuated or believed, I guess it's not insinuated, it is believed that she is working towards pushing the girls towards that, right? 
um, the girls who kill themselves, who we see in these like egg dreams and everything in egg world. But she, I think is sort of a, a person who also is caught up in that sort of temptation sort of thing. Like, I don't think she is like, she is a victim of this sort of thing of the same stressors and the like, you know, abuse or whatever, the neglect that affects these other girls. Frill was also, um, you know, did she also experience that from, from her parents? A thousand and percent. And, yeah. And so, you know, she's obviously handling it pretty poorly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's different routes you could take. It, I don't it, agree with it, how she did it. Yeah. Um, so innocent you, though, at the, at the end of the day, like she's not doing it out of malice or anything. Uh, yeah. She, she not... I, yeah, she genuinely doesn't understand. I don't even know if she's capable of understanding. Right. Um, you know, it's not her fault for being made the way that she was made. Um, and you know, so I think that the main, I guess, antagonist, if I want to get, I don't know, fucking metaphysical or whatever, this yeah, is probably too pretentious, but like, <laughs> I think the main antagonist of the show is like the temptation of death, right? Like it is the, the idea that life is hard and how easy it would be to unburden yourself. The idea that death is easier than life. You know, that concept that has pulled in so many of these characters um, and, you know, resulted in them killing themselves because of the issues that they faced, because they didn't have the support structure that they needed or they felt like they didn't or, you know, other people were not there for them or pushed them towards that, you know, whether that be frill or bullies at school or, you know, a coach who was, you know, sexually abusing them or whatever. Who made them, you know, that society is the antagonist, but like, that's what it is, right? Like, you know, that's sort of my view on it. And I think that, you know, more so than just suicide, this show does a very good job of examining why. Why these different characters do that. And there's a there's a massive span of reasons that we go across and we get to see in the last episode that you know like how lost these these characters can feel because you know i's perception of her teacher in the two versions of her are so different right so like you know i i don't even know that's something that hasn't been answered quite yet either is if the teacher is (laughs) Is it good or a bad guy? We don't know yet. He's definitely like a bad guy in the other parallel world, I'd say. But like in the real eyes world, I still think that's up for interpretation. That's so weird because to me, the way I interpreted that that scene or whatever was as what eyes perception of him would be like from a fully negative way or versus what it could be in like a in a positive light you know like she's she's sitting there arguing that no he's not like that that's just what i think he's like that's just what i'm afraid that he's yeah, like i had the, the same in my mother in, in, yeah and i don't know we i could see because the other eye did kill herself right like it is mm. not impossible that he did not actively push her towards that in some way in that world and then in this world he pushed her friend whose name i'm forgetting currently um, Koito, uh, towards it, you know, because in the other world, I doesn't have that, that support, 
you know, that friendship support. So we don't know. Yep. Um, but like, I mean, with how grotesque and sort of exaggerated the, the egg monsters are, I think you see how terrifying, um, you know, some of these things are, even the things that are, you know, more innocuous. Now, not all of them are innocuous. Some of the things are absolutely awful. There's like a cult leader. There's a coach who raped one of his students and stuff. But, you know, in I's case specifically, at least our eyes world, it, it was jealousy uh, of, of her mom because she had a crush on her teacher and the teacher wanted to date her mom. Um, yeah. So, you know, like that isn't a, a, a world shattering thing, but when you are an, you know, a confused, you know, teenager um, who, who has no support, who has all these other pressures and stuff that can seem like a big thing. I don't know. I thought that it, it just did a very good job of showing the compounding reasons that, things like this sort of happen um but yeah i agree completely i i think that uh we we went on a bit of a tangent because we uh this was i believe pete's initial question was what we thought about the characters <laughs> yeah yeah well, maybe. I mean, that's, yeah. Part, that's part of it the cast oh no lead, i know the cast yeah. leads into these type of stories which is of course <laughs> i just thought it was funny that i was like trying to draw what my initial thought would have been. yeah that's uh, sorry I yeah i i did but, get a little on like how we should d define like the role the, the, yeah the antagonist that's what that's what started that tangent that was funny i again I, that's why i thought it was just funny well um, yeah i guess the, the i brought the question because like i've seen a lot of people like defend with and like against like akka and ura akka like what are they doing are they doing something good are they doing something bad what are their intentions and that leads into frill obviously since they are the ones who created her and i just think like frill is like the physical antagonist and then like the, like what miles said like there's another antagonist in terms of like society and all this other mumbo jumbo that goes along with it but there's so many d different talking points which is why i wanted to have this conversation to begin with because there's just so many different stories that like resonate within each character and with each egg which brings me to my next point um is there like a specific episode that like really hit you or that you found like really fun because this, I feel like the show does a really good example of mixing the two together. The friendship between the four was a great, like lighthearted um, series between the four to like uplift your spirits because they have a lot of fun together. You can see that they're like truly friends. And then a lot of the times in the episodes of them saving people on their eggs, there's a lot of times there's, even though, even if they do win, there's like a negative side to it there's like um sometimes it like brings you down depending on like the situation and just for me it was the momo and karu episode i believe it was like that was 10 10 episode 10 i really enjoyed that a lot because it, it shows like her, uh, karu is a trans man having struggles being in a like a female body you see that she was raped and was impregnated and a lot of these like circumstances that led to her suicide. And yes, I thought, but I, okay. I just feel like that's like so relevant to today's age where more people are able to feel comfortable coming out as like trans by non-binary gay, whatever it is. And I thought just that episode was like super special. I even changed my discord profile picture to Karu. 
I just, I really resonated with that episode. So that's just me, uh, Pat and uh, Miles. I don't know if you had something similar to that where it's just like this episode was like, this was like a 10 out of 10 for you because I feel like there's maybe a couple that people could resonate. So let's go with Pat first. Um, yeah. So I just, when I was looking back right now at the episodes, uh, again, I watched them all relatively recently too, because I did binge most of the show. Um, I, I guess the episode right before that with, um, where, where it was with, uh, what's her name? Nehru and her friend. Uh, I thought that that episode was really well done. So that's episode nine being where, um, she has, uh, this friend who's now technically brain dead or or in a coma whatever she she is she's like a vegetable all, or whatever yeah she, yeah she's she is dead by all uh, you know uh her body is still alive but she's dead is is probably the, the yeah like machines are keeping her alive mm-hmm. and uh i i i thought that them uh, the, the way that all the four characters reacted or that the four main cast reacted to this situation that they were in where they were talking like oh man like okay, is it time to put her down or 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 take her off life support? So especially since they found out that her wishes were to be off of life support before the government come takes her body. Uh, I didn't love that that part. You know, the government being so involved. I again, I don't know. This is gonna get my complaints later on in the show, but um, I did like this specific episode because it uh gave us essentially for all four characters realistic reactions to a person a person's death or or uh having to control whether someone lives or not and i really liked that yeah i i I think with uh niru's character who is probably the most closed person this really this episode really showed her opening up to everybody and showing her like her life because you find out that like she's like the ceo of a company she's like a essentially like a a a created genius and yep. it seems like to at least from my perspective she didn't really have friends growing up she had this one person who is dying or is literally dead and that's like the only person who she ever like really had like a real connection to and it was her opening up to everybody else showing her her life so i also thoroughly enjoy that so miles how about you so i think my favorite episode was the one that focused on rika and her uh, mother um i kind of i don't know i just really liked that relationship and how you sort of got to see rika mature and sort of be able to i guess empathize with her mother more but not necessarily it, it wasn't like a you know like a super happy ending right like but it was one where you know she was able through her experiences through these eggs and stuff to understand her mom more and to understand that, you know, like her, her mom does kind of suck, but life is really hard and she is trying, you know? Um, And that maybe, you know, she, she had been a little bit unfair to her, you know, obviously not completely, but, um, you know just seeing a character gain that ability to like empathize with someone else um i i I really enjoyed i thought that was good i thought it showed a very i I guess like realistic dynamic between um two characters yes um i i guess we can those are like the episodes that like resonated with us maybe there's others as well but i just wanted to get like everyone's opinion on one because 
the beauty of the show is it resonates with everybody in different ways. So it's really cool to see that we picked three different episodes that we thought were like standouts, I guess we'll put it that way. Um, maybe we can talk about like the really cool, like dynamics of the show um, in terms of the more technical side. So like the animation, the music, uh, the things that they use in the show to highlight it. So for example, like the animation is just insane. Every single fight is incredible especially i my favorite was the coach in episode two i thought they did a great job and just like i don't know there's some like really silly moments as well in it where like she gets kind of like boob milked purple goo in her face and she can't see like i don't know how else to describe it but that's what happens yeah, it is what happens yep i mean there's like the duo fight with rika and i when they're saving the two like idol loving twins i don't even know if they're twins but they act like they are yeah. Yeah, they're similar at the very least. But I thought it was also really cool the weapons that they use. Um, I using her pen that turns into like a giant hammer. Um, Rika's is more of like she cut herself and her weapons are scissors and she can split them into two. I thought that was a really unique idea. Niru is or Nairu is like a, just like a straight up gun. She uses assault she has weapons. A compass. Oh, she has a compass, sorry. But like like she, a drawing compass that acts as a fucking laser. Yeah, yeah. The the laser beam is what yeah. finishes the job. And then yes. and then Momo has like a she's like the spear hero, I guess, and just stabs people, but a much cooler spear hero. She's my it's spear like an, hero. Um, an umbrella or something, right? I thought it looked like kinda like an umbrella. It's it's hard to it's hard to tell exactly. We don't see Momo fight like a lot no. at all. You One see her fight I... in like the first time we see her? Um there's like a there's like a montage and then yeah the the Karu episode so yeah I mean it is limited but like there are I guess there's elements so is there anything like small things like that that you guys found in the show that was like really cool whether it's like the clothing like how they represent them or something like that so what did you guys go first I don't know uh, I'll 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 go um well yeah so I I think just in general the animation is a is a pretty easy thing to talk about with this show because. Yeah, it's done by Cloverworks, who usually do really good work. But this one, it's yeah, I think this one shined in terms of like uh, compared to their stuff in the past. Uh, like it, it, it's just it's just beautiful. It, the the pastel colors, everything else, it, it looks just just fantastic. I um I don't know, I get I, the music as well. The it just the production in general of this show, which is interesting considering the circumstances that I have heard about the production of this show. Um is incredible like they they the music is fantastic both the opening and ed feel like they belong with the show but also the the ost itself is great and again the animation is just stunning throughout the show it, it highlights it and it enhances the show rather than just being there or making it worse uh i don't know uh but again the production value is so there when we also had a recap episode to make up for lost time or, or, or for them to have more time to to make the show like you really couldn't tell the dip in quality at least i couldn't uh even even near the end near the final few episodes where you would expect to see that considering the circumstances uh i don't know what, what do you think miles um yeah so like i mean i think the production was really good there there's a lot of like really interesting things so, like i was just reading up on something where so the wonder eggs have the name of the girls who are in the egg written in the gold bug cipher from Edgar Allan Poe's story, The Gold Bug. Um, and like in episode one, I catches a golden bug and buries it, right? So like, mm -hmm. there's just like a lot of neat things like that. I haven't 
read the Edgar Allan Poe short story. Um, I'm not sure if it would like enhance my experience or the references that they're trying to make um, if I did, but that's something I'm going to do now because of how the show works. Um, I thought that the, um, hmm, I guess just like the way that they, like the direction and writing as far as their friendship goes, like between the four girls um, was done really well like i think they showed like through dialogue and stuff um a a, a evolution of friendship like a very good one like you know they start off not knowing each other as well and then as they get to know each other more they're more comfortable teasing each other and laughing about things and they're better at innately understanding when someone's upset or when you know like nary's just being weird and introvert you know like yeah they get each other's intricacies and that i think is what makes like a really well-written character and that's why i think that's really where i think the show signs because in order for the characters to do that the people who are writing them had to intimately understand them right yeah so i think that's like a the part uh, as far as like the technical work of it goes like the writing and the direction for all of that uh, that I was most impressed with. Well, let's talk about, I think that's another theme that we can talk about is the friendship between the four girls, because they each kind of had their own different evaluations of friendship where I had essentially one friend and she killed herself. Uh, Niru is like this. She's kind of like stuck in her like company where she doesn't really have like the same life as the other girls. She doesn't get to experience the other things. So her, she also had one friend who killed herself. She also had one friend who, <laughs> also died rika is this idol where i'm gonna put it in terms of like maybe like a celebrity a lot of fake friends um uh everybody that she meets comes and goes except for the one girl who's like her super fan which i think she took to heart which is why she's trying to save her because this this super fan was a little different compared to other people and then momo had friends but it seems like a lot of times those friends were to be uh to get to the point of a relationship and that's something Momo did not want at all, especially since they're all girls and she wants, she's like a thousand percent straight. And it's just a really interesting dynamic that you have like these four different girls all coming together to become friends from four different circumstances. And I think that's like the brilliance of the screenwriting between the characters, their development, how they interact with each other, uh, where we have Rika is a, how I view Rika is the glue of the team. She brings everybody together. She, uh, she initially becomes friends with I, which leads them to become friends with everybody else. You see that Rika forces Nero to like laugh in the one scene where they're all eating like cake in I's room. And it's like the first time you see her smile. And it's like these different situations that they all bring together. So that's just my take on like the friendship theme. I don't know if any of you guys want to like bounce off that. In terms of like how you felt like their friendship, like because I thought it was like a major point of the story and added to like my value overall of how I felt about the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I love the friendship uh, again. Like uh, the characters were probably my favorite part of the show. So that whenever they were bouncing off each other, interacting, you know, even in the group text messages, they were they you know they had their own personalities and flair to it, which I thought was great. Um, w- one quick note, I uh, it was t- talked about in the final episode mainly. But uh, you you mentioned how like oh I had only one friend who killed herself, but um, doesn't she even say too that that 
really wasn't a real friend. It was a fake friend. It was just a person being there, right? That's that's how she perceived, uh, God, what's her name? Koito or Koito. whatever, right? By the end of it. Um, I think that's up for think, debate because well, she's she says little... that she didn't know Koito. That's, yeah. I think, a little different than it not I, being a real friend. I think that... I guess, yeah. Because I was in such a vulnerable place that she she wasn't the good friend, right? Koito, I think, was a good friend. But I didn't like reciprocate that because she was dealing with her own stuff mm-hmm. and she didn't she wasn't able to like I guess understand that Koito was so close, you know, like that she needed that help too. Um because she was so focused on using her for the help that she needed, I guess, at the time. And I think that's part of I's struggle and part of her desire to get Koito back so that she can be there for her in a yep. proper mm. manner. I agree with that. Yeah, fair enough. Do you have anything else, Pat, that you want to talk about with that? Uh, uh, no. How Again, about you, Miles? Yeah, then? Had, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I mean, you know, I, I think we all just generally agree. I, I do like, you know, Pete's point. I think that Rika being super like extroverted, and you know, first she comes off as sort of, I don't know, annoying and mean or whatever. But like, you learn that it's it's all pretty friendly and everything and she's outgoing and willing to like go out and like make sure people like become her friend and stuff um there was a moment that i remember um pretty it's it's pretty far on and i think it's the episode where momo's you know date goes wrong or whatever um when it was a gay dude (laughs) who asked her out because uh you know he thought that she was a dude or whatever and um so i goes to like take care of her just like randomly she's like because i does this all the time she's like oh i just remembered like a thing i have to do because she's like gathered the courage to do something she wanted to do so she runs off and um rika and oh my god what's the nehru nehru yeah thank you have a hard time with japanese names if they're not like three letters um or two like i yeah or just like momo which is just like repeated um and so they are together and nehru and rika and they have not got along historically like they didn't like each other that much to start off with uh nehru was like particularly antagonistic towards rika didn't really view her and then they're like want to go get ramen while we wait for this to like sort out and they were like yeah and they like just did it and i think it was something it's like such a subtle moment but it's just like they're friends now right and it's just showing that they're friends because you know there are a lot of these dynamics and these shows and i think people have these friendships in real life where you're friends with someone in a group but like if it was just the two of you you'd never hang out a thousand percent yeah yeah, right and it's like it's not like you don't like them or you're not like friends with anything it's just like that super deep friendship bond like isn't there um and i think that was great to just show that even these two characters that are so opposite of each other right like one is you know like you know it's the logical versus the emotional sort of thing nehru is just super logical she she thinks through everything that's how she was raised and Rika, you know, wears her heart on her sleeve. She's, you know, just super emotional and lets her passions and whatever she's feeling carry her, right? Um, but these girls have managed to forge, like, an actual friendship with each other where they're happy just hanging out together, you know? Like, 
it's not like okay like see you next time the the group meets up it's like let's go hang out by ourselves yeah um and so i thought that was just like a really subtle thing that i enjoyed about the friendship it's cool i mean we compared a lot to like I mean, the comparisons with Madoka are definitely there, and it kind of has that same group dynamic where you have, like, the extroverted and introverted group. Uh, very similar, I thought, like, where, like, Madoka is kind of introverted, I is kind of introverted, and then you have, like, the more extroverted characters as well. In this case, it was Rika, which I think we should just transition into Best Girl, like, because you can I, I think this is a really good conversation because i thought all four girls were fantastic i am currently wearing an i auto shirt but she's not my best girl even though i absolutely adore her but like what miles said i think rika is my best girl I, to me she felt like she was the glue between all four of them she broke people out of her shell people out of their shells especially i and really got to open up in a really difficult situation where they're all going through it together and i loved it and you also got to see like the side of Rika where she actually cares about like her friends, where there's two specific instances, one where they're bowling, and I is like, oh, like this is like my first social outing. We should take a picture. And I does like the super strong pose, and then Rika's like genuinely happy to take her picture. And I thought it was a really just cool scene. And the other one is where I and Niru are talking about Sensei. And essentially gets it out of I that I has a crush on Sensei. And Rika's like, oh, what? And I remember that. That was so funny. And she like jumps out of her seat. She's like, yeah. And she starts like dancing a little bit. And it just shows like that she gen, though she is like this goofball, she maybe pushes the limits too much sometimes that she genuinely cares about all of these people, all these Wonder Egg girls together. And I, 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 I just thoroughly enjoyed Rika. She's my favorite character. She had like a very just re relatable instances, I think with a lot of people. Cause she had like the, the responsibility of being an idol. You can take that. Maybe not everybody's an idol, but like, you know, you have like that responsibility that maybe takes up a lot of your time. Maybe it's not something you want to do. The parental issues with her not knowing who her dad is her mom, like straight up says like one of these five dudes is maybe your dad. And when she shows her like the Polaroids, it's like, that's like, I feel like a lot of people have like some, like it might not be the same parental issues, but like, that's like a real root cause of her stress. And I feel like a lot of people have that parental, whether it's grades, whether it's like attitude type of stuff like that. And Rika really resonated. I loved it a lot. So, uh, I'm just gonna go to Miles because I know who his best girl is. And so he can kind of like bounce off what I was thinking. Rika. Um, so I love Rika. I think she's great. I think that she's super fun. I like that she, you know, she has that outgoing personality. She's willing to have fun. I think what really super cemented it for me was the shared dream episode where um, I was asking like how it's defined whose dream, like they get to like, I guess, or like which person's like the dead person statue they get to like, work towards helping yeah. and it was based off of who cared more and like it like you learn that like this entire personality has sort of been like a bit of a veneer like you know she's working on you know like you know she said she doesn't care about this person but she she very obviously does and takes responsibility for it and like you know just all of this and like so i thought that was super cool um you know like 
like uh, Pete mentioned, so like I, I love gossiping. I love talking about things like, you know, like I, I guess like almost everyone I know is like dating someone or engaged, so you don't get to do it as much. But like, you know, like people's love lives yeah, and like yeah. things like that. Well, besides, you know. <laughs> yeah, besides some, you know, some middle-aged man on an anime podcast or something like almost that. Almost everyone. Well, he's talking to. The two people he's talking to, it happened to be the two. But yeah, you're right. I am not middle-aged. Yeah, yeah. I am not middle-aged. Not yet. I'm cl- I am hey, happy birthday, Pat, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. I forgot to tell you. Thank um, you. I, I am one step closer, but not middle-aged yet. Thank yeah, you. I know you're you're golden. You're um, there. Pete, though. TikTok, oh, one thousand percent middle-aged. Um, Let's go. And, <laughs> um, so you know, but like, okay, again, like this whole interaction that we just had—that's something that I could see Rika facilitating. Yeah, and oh, like, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and like, I just I love that. I think that's great. Miles, like, are you I, Rika? I, am I Rika? Yeah. I, I think that I am not cool enough to be Rika. um she is like an idol um and stuff but i think that like as far as one i love stirring the pot and rika loves stirring the pot yeah um like i i do i love it but it's always in like a friendly and well-meaning way absolutely um and you know so you know what yeah kind of to be honest like i (laughs) um you know, like as far as like her interactions with her friends go and stuff, I, I I'm definitely Arika more than any any of the other girls. Um, you know, I I think I'm like a little less emotionally driven than her, but I I do like, um, she's just so fun. I like gossiping. I like starting shit to see your friends fight each other and stuff. Yeah. You know, just like friendly <laughs> trolling and whatever. Like, you know, I I love it, and she she does all of that. And I think it's great. Um, I just love having fun, and so does she. So yeah. she, <laughs> that's she's a great wonderful. thing. <laughs> yeah, Pat, how about yeah, you? I'm your best girl. Uh, yeah. So it's hard to choose. I, I, Rika is is great. She she really is. I I enjoy her character. I also like that she was redeemable because at first I was like, man. So she's just going to be the bitch of the group or whatever, right? Like she's. Gonna I be was the... super about it when she was that too, but I am glad <laughs> I they added some depth. <laughs> no, I was too. I was okay with it, but I was like, oh, so that's who she's going to be. But that, but she's an important character because she draws out different emotions in people, and she, you know, uh, says stuff that other people might not be willing to say, and I liked that. But uh, then I thought about it more, and it occurred to me that there's not there are four great girls, you know, for uh, but the, there there can only really be one best one. And that is Eyes Mom. Eyes Mom <laughs> is phenomenal. She is everything that you could look for in not only a mother figure, but also in a person that you might be interested in romantically as well, which is what the, the, the sensei clearly is interested in her romantically. She's respectful. She's caring of her child. She she is always there, but also isn't too pushy and lets I deal with the problems that she's having on her own. You know, she doesn't... Uh, she she keeps reminding her like, hey, I'm here for you. I can do what you need me. To, I, I I can try to help, but also doesn't take too far when I says no or when I I was like no, just leave me alone, let me be. Um, I don't know. I, I again like it, this normally normally it's a joke when you go for like the mom character or whatever. But like in this case, like, I genuinely mean like I, she's awesome. I I really like her, and so, so that this way I don't have to pick between the four main cast. I'm not going to okay pick eyes mom. I res- I, res- I respect that. We should that. talk about that. I. She's a great mom. And I, I think yeah. this is like, if we're going to draw parallels between this and Madoka, um, I, I think that's a very good one to make is that both I and Madoka have just freaking top tier moms. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I think that that's, it's just so great because, um, 
you know, the the way that I is able to overcome her, um, like her issues and her troubles and stuff is that she's able to put her trust in her mom. And, you know, there's this weird jealousy she has of her mom. Um, but one, I love that. I mean, hopefully all of the adults are just like super like understanding of that. Like, you know, you're having a hard time. You're confused. Da, 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 da. And that like her mom is just super non-judgmental. She's there to support her. She's willing to like, you know, do whatever it takes to help um, her daughter out. And that's just like what you need to do as a parent. Right. Um, and I, it's fantastic. She's a great character. Right? Great. Very is. good pick, Pat. Bravo, Pat. Way to go. Okay. Thank so um, I wanted to get like our final thoughts on how we think the show is going to end because this is, this is like the theory crafting epi- part of the episode. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> so we're only talking episodes one through 12. It has been announced that it's getting a special. It's listed as an episode on Mal, so I'm hoping it's like a long episode because there are quite a few questions that still need to be answered. Yeah, it's will be it's will be interesting to see like how people view the severity of the questions they want to answer. Because for instance, like me, I don't really I'm more interested in the Aka Ura Aka Frill storyline than say like the Sensei if he led to Koito's death. Um, I feel like we can kind of put some pieces together to answer that question and have, you know, it's like leaving it up to our interpretations, that type of thing. Like, I don't need every single question answered. So, um, it's going I think this will be really fun because I think we're all getting a bunch of different answers. So how I kind of hoping for it. And if you guys have, to, you guys want to chime in, let me know. So we kind of have like these four horsemen of the apocalypse inside of these dreams where we have dot, we have hyphen. We have Kiara, and I think we have that one that was introduced in episode 12, which had like, I don't know, 7,000 nouns in her name or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, that is, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, Kiara is Kiara Rodriguez matured the 13th evening star SS plume. So that's the third. And then I guess the fourth horseman would probably be Frill. Um, I think that, yeah, because um, one of those people doesn't kill anybody in um, Nehru's dream. So we have like these three flying insect people and Frill. So those are my four horsemen. So how I want it to play out is each one of them like confronts each one of the four cast members confronts these four horsemen in some form of fight. Um, we saw that. Um, let me double check real quick. I believe dot kills dot kills. Um, Rika's Pokemon, uh, Manon. <laughs> Love that we all. Uh, that. Hy- hyphen hyphen kills Panic, which is Momo's Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then Kiara kills um the other form of Eye in episode twelve. So just like getting this like confrontation between all four of them versus the four main girls, I think would be really cool. I think it sets up to be like an epic fight. You get conclusion between like that. I guess the storyline of how they solve because like, it's like the, the statues are never coming back to life. Like these people that they're fighting for to come back to life are obviously never coming back to life. They are dead. And I guess it's more of like, I wonder if like Akka is ever going to let go because everybody he's essentially loved in his adult life has died. 
by what different various means. Um, I guess I'm a little just spitballing here. Would either you guys have like something that you want to see in like episode 13 to maybe resolve some of the issues that you have? Miles, you look interested. You go first. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I mean, I think that hmm, I, there's a. I don't think there's like a ton to wrap up. I think there's some things we need to connect more than you know wrap up. One, I'm not super duper sure that those people aren't alive in some capacity because something happens to the statues and then they like i you know i i don't know how that works like we they see haven't explained anything they, they haven't at all they, they haven't well they haven't explained how the stat they've explained some things they haven't explained how the statues work that or the um, setting or how the dream world works or how it's connected to reality they, they haven't really explained did you a lot watch of the recap episode no. Okay. I well, not. they go Does into that. that explain in the, it? Okay. Yeah, because it it like recaps all of it, and they sort of like talk about how that happens or whatever. I stand corrected. Then, um, guess, can you uh, give us? I a mean, it's too, not like. Can you give us a too long didn't read explanation of that? Uh, you know, frankly, I I, I can't okay. because I didn't okay. <laughs> really digest it. But they do explain it because it's narrated by Akka and Ur Akka, and they talk about what people have been doing. And okay. it's not like the world's most in depth explanation, right? It's just like. It gives you like what happens, and you can put it mm. together from there. Um, but so, like, what I want to know is this whole thing is like so you have Aka and Uraka, and they they have different desires that they're going for. One is seeking revenge on Frill, and one is doing this out of a desire to be a better parent to Frill than they were previously. Um, is sort of what I have gathered. Um, Aka is. You know, because Frill <laughs> murdered his child and wife um, is a little more hellbent on revenge, it appears, and is willing to make, you know, these girls sort of suffer in order to to get that, where Uraraka seems to be the more compassionate one. So what I would like to know going forward is, um, you know... One, is Frill actually connected to this and to, like, how these things are happening? Or is she a victim of something else that's happening, some, like, larger thing? Because the only place we've heard her influencing things from is from uh, Akka and Uraka. And I don't think they have a 100% grasp on exactly what's happening. I think they are trying to do something and are way in over their heads uh, with it. Um, Which makes sense because they sacrifice their bodies essentially to create this world and kind of be like immortal. Um, yeah. This, yeah. So going yeah, over your head I, and giving I, up your I body, yeah, it, it's confusing. But. Uh, so I think that like what I want to learn is just like exactly the connection between Frill and these characters. I just want that explained. As far as like the emotional stuff goes and what has happened i think we've made a very large jump in understanding like eyes like what she's thinking why she was thinking what she you know like all of that sort of like emotional baggage that has been looking to be sorted out and stuff i think has has, has come really far um but i want to know what the connection between frill and that is um, to like this temptation of death. Is she doing this? Why is she doing it if she is? And how Akka and Uraraka are responsible for that? And I don't think there's going to be a huge fight. I'm sure they'll fight because fights in anime is cool. But Agreed. I, 
has posed to herself that she wants to fight, quote-unquote, Thanatos, this temptation of death. I could see it being more of a diplomatic conversation and a, you know, like a, a quote-unquote power of friendship thing, but with actual setup for that to not be bullshit. Um, <laughs> well you know, put. like, But, like, less the power of friendship and more of a... Uh, an understanding, right? Like Frill didn't have someone who understood her. And so can I provide that for her? Like she's provided that for the other girls. I, I, I'm just interested to see like how that. it'll, how it'll sort itself out. I, I don't think I need every single thing answered. I don't need to understand why this dream world exists where girls with suicide who die from suicide go to. I'm fine. Just like, this is what happens they're doing this to confront this issue. You know, that can all be sort of symbology, but th- we have these two separate parts and I need those bridged. Um, so for me, a satisfied ending would be bridging what is happening and what they have said the reason is, but haven't connected yet. I want that bridge to be satisfying. I want I like it to that. feel nice to cross that. Bridge. I like that. How about you, Pat? You got any, uh, any theory crafting yeah. going on in your head? Uh, I don't have a specific theory myself, but I have what I want. So I guess that, that that's what I'll talk about quick. Um, I know I was really enjoying the series and the direction that it was going. And I thought I, I understood where, what the message that it was going for and where it was going to end up. And then uh, episode t- 11 happened and 12 happened and it's going a completely different direction than I expected it to. Uh, I, I don't know. I want it to make sense out of, episodes 11 and 12 and of course i haven't had a lot of as much time as you guys have had to sit on what happened in episodes 11 and 12 but even after the you know we we talked about it a little bit before the show i'm still i'm still not fully understanding uh uh what's her name uh frills relevance and why they they we need that right that's the main piece missing i think from the puzzle she's she has no like why why and Occam and like why they give them a backstory so late into the show if they and if they and then if they don't like actually do something Mm -hmm. with that that's where i'm gonna be frustrated most by if they don't so i don't know again we'll talk i guess we'll talk about that in our closing thoughts as well but i i am very frustrated by the final two episodes of the series itself uh because it's important to note that it's not the final two episodes it is the no. It is the final two episodes of the anime. And no, that is, because, that is an objective fact. It is not an objective not. fact because it, it, because originally this episode was supposed to air in the series, but due to medical issues that the director had, they had to push it back. But, uh, but it's still an OVA, though, isn't it? It's it, it would have been. It would have been episode 13, Yeah, twelve. The yeah. recap or whatever. The the recap episode only got put in because of the delay in production because of the medical issues for the director. Um, yes, I thought the medical that came out like today. What, I so, thought the medical yeah. issues were what caused the delay of the twelfth episode. Not the, no, not so that would have okay. so you wouldn't have had a recap episode, and you would have had this like we would have seen the last episode. Yes, yesterday the special episode that's airing in June would have been airing today, or sorry, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right, well, but either way, he was hospitalized twice. It's yeah. in the press release or whatever. Interesting. Yeah, don't uh, overwork the director. So, Pat, thank you. We're gonna do something like uh, I know you got you get your birthday thing going on. So let's do final thoughts. Um, yeah, sure. like 
your rating on episodes one through 12, especially um, it might change based off what you see from the last episode. So I'll go first. I for sure. Will. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, to me, this is show has caught me off guard more than almost any seasonal ever. I'm hooked as soon as I get into it. One of the things that I rate seasonals, like if I rate it a 10, I has to be like a must watch. I have to go out of my way to watch this. If something, if I have like a conflict, if I have a work conflict, like, I'm like pushing work aside to watch an episode of one drag. That's how like in trance I am with the show. I love the characters, the music, the animation, so many different things that go into it. And the mystery, just knowing, not knowing what's going to happen. I love, I love that we can like theory craft. I love that people can go on Reddit and give me hints and putting some things together. Like maybe this is a possibility. I love things that do stuff in shows like, like this. Um, I, we also did it with like perfect blue. Or like that mystery of like what we think is going to happen or what did happen. I thoroughly enjoy with that. Um, love all four girls. I bought a bunch of Wonder Egg merch. I'm literally wearing a shirt right now. I have a poster in front of me. This show resonated with me so much. I loved it. Um, I'm giving it a 10. It could change based off of what the next episode is. Um, I, I'm hoping it's more like Rebellion where it's a nice conclusion to the, like the Madoka series where I gave as a series, I gave Madoka a 10 because Rebellion was so good. I'm hoping we get like a 45-minute episode, even though it's probably not going to be that. But we have three months, so who knows what's going to happen in between. Because anime can change like a day-by-day thing. So I'm giving it a 10. I loved Wonder Egg. I'm really happy that we have to have this conversation just shoot the shit about it. Because I think it handles a lot of different things that we don't see in anime. And I love talking about it. So, uh, Miles, how about your final thoughts and your rating? Sure. So, uh episodes one through whatever it confuses me because of all the production issues let's call it 12 or what 11 i don't know how many there were um i think i would give them like a nine currently i'm with pat on some things i think that the only major flaw i have on this is that if you and it wouldn't honestly be that hard to do if you just like drop us three hints that frill exists and is potentially a force in this world you know just like episode three you know maybe show one of the dumb moth people like ominously staring at people um you know maybe give us like a shot of you know uraka and raka and then like you know pan over to a photo they have of their family with like frill there you know like just a couple of hints it doesn't need to like super be about it but just like acknowledging that she exists literally at all before episode 11 i think would go a huge way for the series um and i think that the fact that they didn't is what puts it in the teeny bit of a corner that it is in currently where it it did not give itself a lot of a time to tie this up i think that if they successfully tie this together uh which is i don't think it's impossible i think that you know the, the rest of the show has been very good so it's certainly possible uh you know i could bump this up to a 10 um you know um or like a high 9 and i think that if they they fail to tie these things together the show probably i get annoyed at first and i say it's a 7 and i get super salty <laughs> yeah. and then then like 2 months later i'm like you know it's probably an 8 but i'm mad at it so i'm keeping it a 7 okay um that that's my general <laughs> thoughts on the show and how it'll go that's okay. so funny that you bring up oh that you're mad at the show because that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. I had this while I was watching uh, after six episodes. I think I was like, wow, this is like a high nine. Like this is low key close to a ten. Like to, for me so far, and 
and again, like you said, episode 11 came along and, and like, I, again, you liked a lot of the aspects of it and uh, wish that they were sprinkled out throughout the series. And I think that that would make me like it more as well. But in general, I don't know. It just felt like the show took a very different, uh, if it, it just felt very, very different and it jarred me. And I, I was mad. I was very mad while watching 11 to the point where I probably didn't get as much out of 12 as I wanted to. So again, I think if thir- if the final episode ties the series together, uh, my rating can go up and can go back to like a high nine or even a 10. Like if the, the final episode makes me understand what happened and makes me like glad that I watched it and makes me feel like, I don't know that it was, it was, uh, it was one coherent story, then I think I could like it. But uh, for now, I, I, I'm going to have to sit it at an eight okay. right now. Again, I, I think, I think I, that's super fair. I, I get yeah. the trepidation. Um, and when I first watched 11, I was very much on your boat. I'm not sure if you saw in the Discord, but I was very negative about I the ability. I avoided it on purpose. Okay. I didn't want <laughs> so, to spoil myself. Yeah. You know, I, I was very negative about their ability to wrap things together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, to the point where I was like kind of berating Pete for being hopeful. Like, <laughs> how, how, how dare you? How dare you have hope? Yeah, my um, bad. But as I've thought about episode 11 more, and again, I, I don't think things necessarily should require you to like super duper reflect on them. I think all of it fits the show and the theme, but they just didn't set it up. And so it's, it's, it just feels jarring because the execution was a little off, but if you backtrack it a little bit, it, it, it fits and I'm more comfortable with it now, but mm-hmm. I agree with you that that's a flaw and you know, no one in this episode will hear it, but I'm interested in like a week or so for you to let me know your thoughts on it. I, I definitely will continue to think about this show because I, I, I again, it, ha- it had an impact on me while I was watching it. I was like, wow, this is really well done. I'm really liking this. And then, I just got mad. I got mad. No, I, 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 I got I, tilted. I it because you're me, it's yeah. like this mystical thing. And then they're like, by the way, an AI is responsible for this. LOL. But you didn't see that coming. And it really <laughs> does feel like that when you're watching well, it. And like when I was arguing with Pete before this, before you, well, I think you were still muted or in the bathroom or something. Like I was like, he's like, well, like this world is already pretty unbelievable. And I was like, no, it felt believable until it became unbelievable in episode 11. Like there were like all these ask polls. I was just like, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the AI is responsible for the, all all the suicides. And sometimes the 12 year old girl is a murder machine. It just depends on what the universe is. Oh yeah. And then Uh sometimes they can create a 12 year old girl out of nothing. Like because they're just that good scientists or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Again, I was so I, I, that I, my reaction you can check our if you join our discord sick plug pat thanks um if you check Company our discord man. yeah it's, yeah of course hard worker uh if you ch- you check our anime discussion you'll literally see me be there in, in the chat and be like what like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just what <laughs> and, and and everyone knew what what, what yeah, oh just, yeah i, I well, yeah. i'm not sure if you noticed how smug i was being when you said it was better than madoka I, yeah i <laughs> thought it was that's it there you go that's another thing i was like wow this is like better than madoka this is like really really good um which again was like a, a comment i made like slightly in jest but i actually was enjoying it a lot more than madoka and i felt like it was ta- uh, attacking a lot of the same themes as Madoka in terms of like uh, coming of age and and especially in a young young female, and yeah, then it 
again, I, that I, I saw your smugness, and that actually made me worried, and for for good reason. Apparently, <laughs> we generally get each other. We've yeah. been watching anime together for a long time. <laughs> I, I can't even do a heart with my hands, but yeah, no, yeah, we we know each other very well. So there we go. Well, I think that's just like the beauty of the show. It can, it's up to everyone's interpretations on how they view things. Just like how Pat said, I thought the world was like crazy already from episode one. Where Pat, the AI poll in episode eleven was a little different to each people. But you know what? That's the beauty of the show. And you know what you can do? You can tell us your thoughts either in the comments below or you can join our discord links in the description uh we have like a link tree in case you are watching on youtube or spotify or like apple Podcasts. we have a whole bunch of different content check us out pat and miles thank you so much for joining me we should maybe revisit this in three months when we get the special episode i think that'd be really fun to get to see how things change uh if I would, you, yeah i would love to yes uh too. sick plug pete thanks um if you like our content if you you know like comment subscribe it helps us beat the youtube algorithm so join the fight today um yeah otherwise if you like our content we do our watch club which is like a book club next monday we're gonna do keep your hands off eyes open that's gonna be really fun so with that being said on behalf of pat and miles thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time